everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll take a look at some of the reports surrounding head coach Sean Payton's coaching staff. And we'll take a look ahead to the 2023 NFL Combine. All that and more coming up. Joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio for today's episode of Broncos Now is Broncos fellow team reporter, Phil Milani. Phil, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, It's been kind of quiet around here ever since all the uh, big news with Sean Payton and Mm -hmm. his press conference and everything, but a little bit of downtime is okay, I think. Yeah, I think it's good. We're gearing up for a long weekend here yeah yeah president's day no nothing too crazy you know just hanging out hanging out relaxing. some projects around the house that kind of thing yeah. after a season you gotta have some time yeah to relax. exactly yeah. we've got a long to-do list so yeah. exactly <laughs> well phil hopefully within the next coming days we'll have some news um surrounding head coach sean payton's coaching staff it's like you mentioned, I mean, no official hirings yet. It's been really slow around here. Yeah, it could be a long time. I mean, who knows when uh, some of these things might get finalized. Uh, I know that when Champagne was uh, making his media rounds at the Super Bowl, he said one of the things that he learned uh, when he was with the Saints was take your time hiring your staff. Yeah. And uh, he's certainly doing it now. And there's no rush, uh, certainly. Uh, but you want to make sure you get the right guys in here. Make sure that this staff is solid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that anytime you're trying to turn around a team, you know, like he did with the Saints his first year there, and certainly uh, now here with Denver, the staff is really crucial just because they're the ones who are interacting with the players, you know, really closely and uh, doing the teaching and the coaching hands-on. So uh, he's going to want to make sure that his staff is full of uh, guys that he he trusts and and, uh, can teach what he wants them to teach. Yeah, definitely, Phil. You know, there's been some growing rumblings this week just about potential candidates specifically for the defensive coordinator position. So what have you kind of heard, Phil, in the past couple of days? What's the latest? Well, Mike Garofolo uh, from the League's Network, he was uh, reporting that Rex Ryan is sort of the favorite uh, candidate here. Yeah. And that's an interesting choice. Obviously, a guy who's uh, spent the last few years doing TV at ESPN, but he was a head coach with the Bills and before that uh, with the Jets. Uh, hasn't coached since 2016, but he has the pe- the resume, you know, uh, and he was a, a defensive coordinator with the Ravens uh, prior to that. So this guy comes in with a lot of experience, and uh, that's a name that maybe is surprising just because he uh, hasn't been coaching right now. But right. Uh, Rob Ryan, his brother, was a part of the Saints staff, uh, so maybe there's a brother, connection right? there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. twin brothers, so uh, maybe a connection there. It would certainly make... Make our jobs a little more interesting, yeah. uh, Sydney. You know those press conferences with the coordinators will be a, a little more, uh, yeah. a little more flavor to those. Definitely. If Rex Ryan uh, mm-hmm. is, is the guy there, um, besides him, our friend Mike Kliss was reporting that Vance Joseph, a former Broncos head yeah. coach, uh, is going to interview for the position. So that would be interesting to me. I uh, spent the last four years in Arizona. Right. Maybe he's done some growing, some learning, mm-hmm. uh, is a better coach. You know, one of the issues that he had here in Denver, I think, was just all of the responsibilities that fell on the plate 
of the head coach, you know, and maybe his, his role as a defensive coordinator, a little bit more of a narrow focus. Maybe he'd be uh, successful in that spot. So those are the two names that really jumped out to me that mm-hmm. uh, are enticing, that are interesting. Um, and according to Mike Garofolo, uh Rex Ryan is a favorite right now. We'll, we'll see if anything happens or comes out of that over the next couple of days. You know, looking at the offensive coordinator position now, Phil, there hasn't been a lot of talk regarding that in the past couple of weeks, past couple of days. Um, you know, assuming Sean Payton will be the play caller here. You know, what do you look to see or what do you hope to have in an offensive coordinator, whoever they do hire? Yeah, I think that the defensive coordinator is a little bit more of a question mark just because or like more of the focus is on yeah. that just because you know that Sean Payton is going to be running the offense, essentially. Right. Um, And so I think for an offensive coordinator, somebody who knows Sean, who has that familiarity, Mm -hmm. can work well together with him uh, in terms of just what they want to do on the offensive side. Uh, And also somebody who isn't afraid to speak up and like maybe challenge him a little bit. Uh, I know that great leaders always want to be, you know, challenged that way. And so I I think a guy like Joe Lombardi makes a lot of sense for the Broncos just because spent so much time there with the Saints staff. There is that familiarity with Sean Payton. And uh, suddenly he's available now because uh, things didn't quite work out after two years with the Chargers. Mm -hmm. So uh, he's a guy who comes in, knows the AFC West, and then also is very familiar with what Sean likes to do, his coaching style, his teaching style. And uh, he could be a great asset for somebody like Russell Wilson, just uh, somebody who's worked with quarterbacks so closely and Mm -hmm. uh, building that staff on the offensive side and getting it going. So I think that uh, he makes a lot of sense. But I think that's just somebody who you want is somebody who's really familiar with Sean and Mm -hmm. they'll work together, be on the same page totally. Uh, Just somebody like that. Phil, you mentioned earlier about Coach Payton being patient this time around when assembling his coaching staff. He even said, you know, that week prior to the Super Bowl that it might end up taking him into the combine. What do you think would be the advantage of that if that does happen? Well, when you're at the combine there in Indianapolis, you're rubbing shoulders with uh, all of the coaches in the league, essentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, that way you can get a good buzz for what's going on around the league and just kind of hearing things. Hey, this guy could be interested in this. This guy could be interested in this. But I do think that you want to have some of your staff in place uh, just so that for when you're meeting with prospects and you're trying to get an understanding of what kind of players you're looking for, mm-hmm. uh, you have more than, you know, just you and the GM in, in that room uh, with that vision. So right. um, I do think that um, the advantage to hiring a coach like Sean Payton, who's been a coach in the NFL for such a long time he knows a lot of people so when he's at the combine he's going to be able to just uh, have a lot of conversations and get really understand what what the buzz is around the league and just I think ultimately what you want to do is just make sure you get the right people in here so if it takes a little bit longer or hey you're interested in interviewing a couple people who you're not as familiar familiar with uh, just take your time with that and, and go through it the right way. Well, Phil, with the combine, you know, just under two weeks away, right around the corner here, what do you really expect for, you know, Sean Payton and George Payton to really address, you know, in terms of some of the needs this team needs? Well, I think for uh, Sean Payton, what's going to be interesting is that there's going to be New Orleans press there. So it's going to be their first time to really uh, chat with him since he's 
gotten back into coaching and, and joined the Broncos here. So that might some conversations about that might be interesting. And then um, just um, some more news maybe about this coaching staff since uh, we're not anticipating anything to be finalized. I mean, it might be, right. but uh, maybe just uh, hearing from him a little bit more if we if that hasn't taken place. Mm-hmm. And then with regards to the Broncos, there's a lot of free agents on this team that people want to know uh, about particularly to me, Dalton Reisner and Draymond Jones. I kind of see a situation where both of those guys aren't back with the Broncos next year, but we'll, we'll get a chance to hear from Sean Payton a little bit there with regard to those guys. And in general with Sean, uh, he's had a chance to really go through the tape and like learn about this team uh, for these few weeks here uh, before the combine. So maybe just get hit a more of a, a thought from him on what this Broncos roster looks like. Right. Um, somebody's going to ask uh, George Payton or Sean Payton uh, about Jerry Judy, uh, his fifth year option uh, mm-hmm. on his contract. Is, they got to make a decision on that here. Uh, just what they think about that. Those are the big things I think uh, hopefully uh, we'll get to uh, a little bit more information about about those topics. Yeah, definitely. But you mentioned Dalton Reisner. I know one of the top priorities this team needs to address this offseason is the offensive line. When you look at them rebuilding that, do you think maybe that happens sooner than later, whether that's free agency or their draft or what do you expect there? Well, when I look at the offensive line, I think that Garrett Bowles is safe there and Quinn Miners. Yeah. Those are the two names that I think are just like they're going to be back in those spots. But the other three, I think, are really open. Um, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry didn't return from IR at the end of last yeah. season. Graham Glasgow finished up the season there. Uh, so maybe there's some question marks there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dalton Reiser is not under contract. And then the right tackle spot. It feels like we've been talking about this for like a decade now. <laughs> so um, I do think that they uh, can go out into the free agency market. When I talked to George Payton uh, a couple of weeks ago, he said they're gonna, they're planning to be very aggressive in free agency. So mm-hmm. I do think that they're going to go out and, and do their due dil- diligence here. Uh, there's a few names that are out there that could be good um, fillers for the for the offensive line. Right. So I, I could see them uh, getting some – one or two in free agency and then one in the draft mm-hmm. uh, to try and help bolster this offensive line. Um, the, the offensive line has to be a priority for the Broncos just because it does so much. Obviously protecting Russell Wilson is going to be a priority. He was sacked 55 times last year, most in his career. Yeah. I think he was tied for the most in the NFL last year in terms of quarterbacks getting sacked. So yeah. uh they got to protect him better, but then also to get this run game going. And uh, that's going to be a big priority. Uh, When you think about teams that have had a lot of success with Russell Wilson, you know, there in Seattle, the running game was huge, Mm -hmm. a huge part of that. So um, not sure what Javante Williams, that's another thing we might learn is this, the the status of uh, guys like Javante Williams and uh, Tim Patrick, where they are in their rehab process. But Mm -hmm. I, they, they got to get the running game going, and that starts up front. So that, that is a huge priority for this Broncos team. Well, outside of that, Phil, last one here for you. Is there anything else you think this team really needs to address in the offseason? What's the second, I guess, biggest priority, you think? Well, when I think about uh, trying to build this team, uh, I think that offensive line is a start. Yeah. I think adding some sort of an offensive weapon, mm-hmm. whether that is another running back who can catch the ball out of the backfield, that's one thing that Chappé likes to do. Uh, obviously, Alvin Kamara is yeah. like a, a unique talent. But mm-hmm. if they could get somebody in that mold, that could be a big weapon for the Broncos. Or 
uh, maybe another wide receiver who's sort of that elite kind of guy. Yeah. Um, just something that makes the offense a little scarier. Yeah, a, a spark for the offense. Mm -hmm. And then, to me, pass rusher. When I when I look at the the team, they got to stop guys like Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year, yeah. and whoever ends up being the quarterback there in in uh, with the Raiders. Yeah. So I think that you have to be able to get a pass rush on those guys without blitzing, mm -hmm. and they need another pass rusher just because Randy Gregory's had injury problems throughout his entire career, including right. last season here in Denver, mm -hmm. and the Broncos found themselves in a in a little bit of a tough spot just with trading Bradley Chubb, and then it was like Baron Browning. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, it was like Nick Benito, Jonathan right. Cooper, guys like that. So Jacob Martin, who they made the move for, um, they need another guy there. Definitely. And so, and especially if Draymond doesn't come back, they're going to need a, a guy from the interior mm -hmm. and a guy on the edge. So you just got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback, especially if the Broncos are trying to play this um, – higher higher scoring games you know like get the yeah. offense going a higher tempo for sure that that means a lot more passing uh mm -hmm. and if the broncos have the lead the opposing team's going to pass more you got to get the pass rush going so i feel like the secondary's in a good spot feel like uh if they bring back alex singleton maybe the linebackers yeah. will be in a good spot but pass rush and then on the offensive side that's the side of the ball that really needs really the most needs attention yeah. o-line and then another weapon of some sorts and mm -hmm. i know the draft is really loaded at the running back position. Yep. So it would not surprise me if one of those first couple of picks they have there in the third round, they went with a running back that they think could make a big difference as a rookie. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could see them doing something like that too. Well, Sean Payton and George Payton have their the hands Paytons. full. The Paytons. I love it. Yeah. Peyton Manning, Sean Payton, <laughs> George Payton. There's too many. <laughs> uh, all, too many Paytons in Denver. Yeah. But all spelled uh, differently. Good thing. <laughs> And all spelled differently, yes. They definitely have their hands full yes. this offseason, but looking forward to see what they'll do. Yeah, uh, hopefully we learn a lot more uh, from uh, some news out there in Indy. Yep, I think we will. Well, Phil, appreciate you joining the show, Thanks, as Ed. always. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Phil. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow the Broncos Podcast Network on Twitter and stay up to date on the Denver Broncos YouTube for the latest episodes of Broncos Now. I will see you all next week for another one.